Hello, everyone. This is David Barrett, your host of BimmerPod. This episode is going to be super fun. We are at Laguna Seca Raceway. We are in Pacific Grove. We are in Carmel. We are here for Car Week. And this episode is completely produced in the field. We're talking to a number of interesting folks. We want you to be able to hear from the folks you might not ordinarily get to hear from people who make suspension parts, from people who are very involved in making sure the paint protection on your car is well organized and that you see some of the new technology that's just coming out. And of course, we will spend time here at Laguna Seca enjoying Looks the like fan civics. So stand by, get ready, and we will have a great weekend together. Walking through the BMW Corral, there's some beautiful cars here, number of Z8s. As always, there are some classic 2002s and even a few 2002 TIIs, which was the early fuel-injected variant of the 2002. There's a Supra here, which shares its mechanicals with the BMW Z4, and I still don't think they should have let it in here. And, uh, of course, there's also uh, a number of M3s and M4s. Of course, the most lovely ones to me are the E30 M3s. Um, but overall, everyone's walking around, looking at the cars, and taking a break between the various 10-lap races which are taking place. Each one of these races are with cars from different eras. And this year, the theme here at Laguna Seca is Le Mans celebrating the history of Le Mans. And there's some fabulous, fabulous cars here. By the way, you can check out some of the photographs on my Instagram page, the BimmerPod Instagram page. And uh, do check it out. Look for our occasional Twitter tweets about events and special things that are happening. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Some of the stories we've been hearing are pretty remarkable, and the Viewer's Choice Award here at the uh, Festorix has a really interesting story to share about his organization and what they were able to accomplish teaching young people about building a really neat race car. Okay, so I've counted all the tickets. Everybody voted. If you didn't vote, you missed it. Uh, the People's Choice Award for today for the favorite car that you all voted for, hopefully everybody voted, uh, is number 526, which is Corey's car at the very end. Put the race livery on it. 
Thank you. So there you go, Corey. Yeah, I did not expect this. Yeah, so yeah. these are the people that voted for you, so <laughs> this is your audience. I appreciate it. You want to, you want to say a few words? Yeah, 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 no, sure. This is, this is not for them, but let everyone know how you feel. Yeah, uh, you know, oftentimes I feel like at some of these events, uh, the car is simply shunned away because it's not original. Uh, I just, yeah, I had no idea it would be so well received. Uh, and I definitely appreciate all the people who have come up to me over the weekend and asked questions about the car. I've been very curious. I'm always eager to talk about it. I don't mind. Uh, so, you know, I'll be here the rest of the day. If you need anything, please ask me. Uh, today, this is still the only running S55 to run in a vehicle that's not a F-Series chassis. Uh, so a non-native chassis. Um, you know, I don't know exactly why we uh, are the only ones, but if you, if you want to replicate it, you know you can ask me whatever you like. And uh, again, I appreciate all the support. Thank you. Great. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Go see him. Yeah, my name's uh, Corey Rowan, uh, and I own a shop called Honest Assembly Garage, and we're in Denver. Uh, you know, but the car was actually not built as you know a commercial car for the shop. Uh, the car is actually built as part of a charity and mentorship project that I run. Uh, so. You know, the idea was pretty simple, that we wanted to get a group of uh, students and, you know, that had you know, some you know, automotive experience in terms of their enthusiasm, but maybe not a lot of skill, um, and you know, give them the opportunity to build something they wouldn't normally be able to do. Um, and also teach them that you know, with enough hard work and you know, the willingness to learn, that they could do something. You know, Good maybe, with their lives. It, well, you know, more than they would expect themselves to do, right? You right. Know? And then hopefully inspire others to be able to do the same. So, uh, so we took this group of students and we paired them with different industry mentors uh, that are specialists in this a their area, uh, such as like CSF radiators for cooling and motion control suspension for, uh, you know, these, uh, these dampers and other suspension components, uh, Essex brakes, um, who are the U.S. importer for AP racing brakes. Uh, to do the uh, the braking system, Bimmer World for a lot of the restoration components and other pieces we needed, uh, and CRC Industries uh, for you know a lot of general mechanic um, you know supplies uh, that would help them get the project done. Uh, and we you know took the students and um, we wanted to have them build the car with us and learn how to build the car as they went. And most importantly, we did not want them to do build the car in the shop because that would have been kind of cheating, right? We wanted to, them to build the cars if it was in the tools and environment they would, that you know, the average person would have access to. So we actually ended up building the car in my home garage on jack stands, all with hand tools. Um, so you know, the car took about two years of planning to put together in terms of the, the parts and figuring out the electronics and how we would get the S55 to run in the chassis, uh, which we had a lot of help uh, through Mike Benbow at uh, BPM Sport in LA. Uh, he's a great tuner and coder. And uh, then we got the group of students together and we gave them 11 months to finish the car. How many students? Six. So um, the students finished the car, you know, at my house, uh, which did not make my wife too happy. <laughs> you know, we ended up turning my backyard into a parts storage area. We had three easy up tents, one for painting and two for parts storage. Um, you know, spare tires and stuff in our bedroom, uh, but we finished and got the car to SEMA uh, to qualify for judging uh, with an hour to spare. 
I mean, we were literally driving from Denver to Las Vegas and stopping along the way at fuel stations. And while we were refueling, some of the students were running out to the trailer to continue to work on the car. Uh, but we made it to SEMA on time, qualified for judging. And, you know, there's several thousand cars at SEMA. Uh, and we ambitiously entered into the Battle of the Builders competition, which is, you know, the most prestigious competition at SEMA, uh, which, you know, pairs some of the best car builders in the world against each other. I mean, we're talking about cars in this competition that, you know, have well over a million to two million dollars in them sometimes. And so it was a long shot. And, um, you know, we, we found out on Tuesday of SEMA that we were top 40 of the show. Uh, and then on Wednesday, we were announced as uh, top 10 of the show. Uh, and then we went to, you know, final judging. We ended up being like top three overall in our class and, you know, in the top 10 of the show, um, you know, out of several thousand cars, you know, and, you know, which it, I hope in many ways, like, inspires, you know, other people who are, you know, thinking about doing these things or thinking about going to a career in, uh, you know, the trades or the automotive profession that, you know, this stuff is really attainable, you know, if you work really hard uh, and you are willing to pair yourself up with people that may not, that may know more than you and willing to listen and learn that you can achieve pretty great things. And I think we approve that, you know. Well, the car's famous now. Tell me about the students now that the project's done. What have they gone on to do or do yeah. you stay in touch with them? Or? I absolutely do. So, um, you know, like I said, some of these guys like had changed brake pads about at most, um, you know, uh, but they were all pretty bright and motivated. And I think, you know, that's a requirement of anyone who wants to take on a serious challenge. Um, so I can't take all the credit for their success, um, but one of them has gone on to be a uh, factory engineer for Subaru North America and lives in Michigan. Um, one of the students that was a project manager, that he managed a lot of the finances for the project. Um, he ended up uh, going into a career into accounting. Uh, another student that you know really did a lot of the mechanical work decided that you know he enjoyed that uh, a, you know, a lot. And uh, when he graduated. Yeah, he ended up going to work for a well-known BMW shop in Denver, and he's been a full-time technician since. Um, you know, so everyone's gone on to take the experience to build on their lives. A absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, another one is uh, doing mechanical engineering and product testing and fitment for an aviation parts company, and cool. then uh, the other one is doing um, engineering uh, and testing. Uh, for an automotive uh, testing contractor. Uh, they do automotive testing for OEs and automotive testing uh, for different crash and safety items. Um, and again, I cannot take the credit for their success, but uh, you know, I'm pretty proud when I hear that they all tell me they felt like they got the jobs because of the experience they had. Um, and certainly, you know, being you know, 22 or 23 years old and, you know, being in, you know, nine magazines, you know, worldwide and, you know, being on television, getting all this exposure uh, goes a long way, I'm sure, on their, their resume. Uh, so, you know, I'm really proud that, you know, we may have helped in some small way. But. So what's next? Going to do it again? Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, we'd really like to repeat the project. Uh, the, I mean, the unfortunate reality is it is really expensive to do this, right? Um, you know, you know, we recognize that the students are taking time away from their school, they're not having part-time jobs, uh, and they're not taking internship opportunities they would normally have. So we did give the students a stipend while they were working on the car, which makes it rather expensive. 
Um, so, you know, we're working on funding to do another project, uh, and we have one in the works right now. Um, we're still working with some sponsors to try to solidify everything. Uh, but we do have a Mercedes 190E Cosworth, ah. which is the sister car to the E30 M3 and yep. DTM. Uh, we felt like that was a appropriate pairing, and the game plan is to put the M139 Mercedes 2-liter 4-cylinder uh, 400 horsepower motor in it. It's currently Mercedes' most powerful and advanced four-cylinder, and putting it in their most, you know, historic four-cylinder chassis. Yeah, the 190 is just a remarkable car. Yes, and you know, um, all, despite my intense love for BMW, uh, I think you know anyone who looks at the history of the E30 M3, it's pretty apparent that if Mercedes hadn't put the effort they did into the 190 chassis uh, and into DTM, and if they had not had the marketing success in DTM they did, it may have not motivated BMW to go to the lengths that they went to to be successful with the E30 M3, and ultimately what made the M brand and, uh, you know, the marketing icon it is and, the, you know, the mechanical success and engineering success they've had over the years. Uh, if it wasn't for Mercedes, uh, you know, basically poking the bear and challenging BMW, where would we be, right? Uh, the gentleman that got me into BMWs and also track driving, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, led me down, you know, my professional career path. Um, it was also the previous owner of this car. So, uh, you know. So a relationship. Absolutely, you know, so his mentorship, you know, uh, led to, you know, my career working on BMWs and parts consulting uh, and, you know, working in the automotive industry, right? Um, and then ultimately led to me, you know, working on this mentorship project with these students. And it's uh, quite fitting that we did it with uh, his car, you know, that I bought from him. So. Yeah, I think so. And as I said, selling my 1990 30M3, the third one I had was just biggest mistake that I made as an adult, but as we were talking about, finding the right project car is, it's, it's a challenge, and it's a fun challenge, but there are so many haystacks and so few needles. Um, there's just a lot of cars that at first look great, and then when you look at it, it's like, I might as well just go to Vegas and play a slot machine. You know, um, at the shop, we get questions like this a lot, or people coming to look for cars, and they like, hey, do you know this, you know that? Uh, and the best advice I can always give people is to get involved in your local car club, right? Ideally, BMW CCA. Um, you know, go to events and start meeting people. Uh, the, the best cars I've always found have been through relationships, seeing a car, knowing something, maybe they're not ready to get rid of it yet, but planting that seed. Uh, and it gives you time to evaluate it, you know, gives you time to look around and, you know, see how the car's been treated. And, you know, you can find a good one when you actually know the person. Um, you know, more so than just looking at an ad, right? Yeah, uh, you have to really be able to visit and yeah, and just like dating, you have to be yeah. able to get to know the car. Uh, and I think what gets skipped over a lot too is you know someone who's truly passionate about their car uh, and loves their car doesn't just want to give it away to anyone. Right. A lot of times the best right. cars don't want to be sold. The owner does not want to sell them. Uh, but you know, you meet these people and you get FaceTime. They recognize you're serious. Uh, be more apt to sell your car. Uh, that's both how I bought, you know, the C30 M3 and the Mercedes Cosworth uh, was, you know, through relationships. Both of them took me about five years each to convince the owner to sell. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's, if you're persistent, you will find a nice car. <laughs> I think persistence is 
an important lesson for everything we do in life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that sounds a little corny maybe, but it, it's also, I think, pretty real. Uh, so the name of the shop is Honest Assembly Garage, and the name of the charity and mentorship pro uh, program is under a similar name, just Honest Assembly. And you can find us on Instagram. Is it a 501c3? Uh, no. Uh, so specifically, we run the charity and mentorship program, organizing it, but the money that we raise through the charity, then we give to a 501c3. Uh, so on this particular so you project, work with a 501c3. Absolutely. So gotcha. on this particular project, <clears throat> we raised approximately seventy thousand dollars that all went to a children's cancer charity. You know, um, and you know, any money that was donated you know, from partners, you know, that we had went directly to the charity, not did not funnel through us. That's awesome. You know? I ultimately am just providing a space for the students to work and supporting them. Some leadership too. Yeah. Uh, some, some. <laughs> well, good leadership is actually contagious, right? So you, you start and then you start to foster those that demonstrate that they have those skills as well. And before you know it, you've got a team of leaders. Yeah. One of the most exciting races of the day is going to be the IMSA car race of cars that were participating in the 24 hours in the latter part of the 1990s. And up front is a BMW 12-cylinder, remarkable car. So tell me a little bit about, or tell the people that aren't here a little bit about why the Festorix is really worth attending. Well, I think Festorix is very unique in the fact that, you know, being at Laguna Seca, you get to watch all day races of iconic cars that come around the track literally all day long. You know, get different categories from different eras. You get to see it up close. I mean, it's basically trackside seating. Um, it's a great social event. Um, great to meet club members, bring their family, bring kids. I mean, we've, we have members that bring their animals. We have dogs here sometimes. And, you know, everybody enjoys it. It's a great, normally a great sunny day. And we have drinks and refreshments. And everybody kind of, it's almost like a large family gathering. It is that. It absolutely is that. Yeah. Are, are these mainly West Coast people, or do people come from all over the country? It depends. Uh, we do have people that come from all over the country, but not as much as that they attend Legends. Yeah, here it's a little less, but we still have people who drove. I think the furthest we have is uh, people come from Maine, drive the car from Maine all the way out here. Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I think they come from everywhere, but a lot of West Coast people, down south especially. The, uh, the weather's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> well, you can't beat the weather here. I mean, yeah, in the morning you've got a lot of fog, and uh, but you know, overall, during the day, you kind of wish there was more fog because it gets kind of warm out here. It does, it, but it is such an iconic racetrack. I loved racing here for many years, and just coming back here today, I haven't been here in probably eight years, and coming back just kind of goosebumps and shivers of arriving at 6.45 in the morning, but when I was racing. So it's kind of a, a, a weird throwback in time for me. So, right, yeah. But, but delighted to see how you've put this together. You've done a wonderful job. Thank you. Bringing uh, a really wide array of BMW owners together, and including a number of manufacturers. I see a number of folks out there, IND Distribution and mm -hmm. uh, Excel, and a number of folks that support the BMW Car Club of America. How does this type of event broaden the reach of the Car Club of America? Well, it, it, I think where we make an inroad in 
in, in this event is that it's uh, it brings in the not just the appeal of the car being you know iconic race cars and you know people can attain these kind of cars, but it's more. Um, I think this event brings people in on the social element because it's, it's very social and people talk about the fact that hey we were there we're a family we haven't seen people in a long time like you said you hadn't been here in a long time but then when you come back all of a sudden you see friends and family that are kind of arriving I always say it's a big family that comes together every time we come down here and this is part of your job this is kind of what you do is this one? A, is this a better day than most days, or, or is every day an exciting day for you? Well, I don't know if I would call that a job, right? It's 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 you know you, you you're doing something you love. So, absolutely, so it's yeah. not a job, right? It, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's something that I love. I mean, my wife keeps telling me, you know, why do you want this headache every year? You know, why why do you put on this event every year? And I said, you know, sometimes at the beginning of the year, I'm going, oh God. You know, we're doing the event again, and then all of a sudden, as you're getting into it, you realize, oh yeah, I'm talking to this person. They're bringing this car. They bought a new car, and they're, you know, so all of a sudden, oh, so and so had a child, and they're going to come with their kids now, and then by August, it's like, that's it. I'm just in it, right? Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. So the BMW Le Mans car wins its heat race, and that brings a wonderful BMW day to a close. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the guests and the sounds and everything related to Car Week here in Monterey. I'm David Barrett, your host. Thanks for listening.